Welcome to Prescott Valley Public Library's new podcast series, Checking Out the Neighborhood. Ever wonder about who is in your neighborhood or community? Do you miss the old front porch conversations? Join hosts Deborah Finkston and Michelle Yorting as they discover the story of who is here. Join them monthly with new neighbors for each episode. Let's get started checking out the neighborhood. Episode 11. Who is the new Prescott Valley Arts and Culture Coordinator? Welcome to Prescott Valley Public Libraries, Checking Out the Neighborhood podcast. As you are aware, if you've listened to our previous podcasts, we are giving you an insider's view for local people, local businesses that are just right next door to you here in Prescott Valley. If you aren't aware of that, I talk with my hands, even though you don't see them. My hands are flying. Um, This is a podcast where here, us at Prescott Valley Public Library want you to meet the amazing people and amazing businesses that are in our neighborhood. Um, My name is Deborah Finkston. I am library assistant here at Prescott Valley Public Library for adult services. I'm not alone. And normally I am sitting in a room and we're recording all together. Now we have our special guest who we'll talk about in a minute right next to me and I adore her. So be ready. But we also have our normal human being who is my boss, who I also adore, who I really like. She is at home for certain reasons and we are recording Zoom. So again, be prepared for technical issues. Everything may go great or everything may be farty, but we'll live with it and we'll go with it. And so I am going to surrender it over to you. Michelle Michelle Yorting, I am the adult services librarian here at Prescott Valley Public Library. And I will just go right into it. And I uh, want to let everybody know that we have an amazing special guest with us today. I want to introduce my friend and colleague, Colleen Bornschlegel. I'm so sorry. Hi, Colleen. Hi. So many of you will know Colleen, who until recently worked in the teen department here at the library. But Colleen has recently made a transition to a new position, arts and culture coordinator for the town of Prescott Valley. Congratulations. Thank you. Bravo, bravo. So Colleen, can you tell us a little bit about this new position? Yeah, so this is day three, so (laughs) brand spanking new. Um, I knew it was uh, a lot of different events and things throughout the year, but um, there is quite a lot that Prescott, uh, the town of Prescott Valley uh, Parks and Recreation Department does. I mean, they do all these events throughout the year, and then the Arts and Culture Coordinator specifically, as the title goes, works with the arts and culture events specifically, but also have their hands in the other events throughout the year. So uh, a couple of the programs actually, first week uh, I learned that our first changeover uh, for the public display, the public art display here at the library was this week. So this morning I uh, took down the art show from last month, which was a really great uh, group show. And then those artists came and picked up their art. And I've got our new artist who, his name is Jason Hoover and he's a photographer. And he is, his show will be going up tomorrow. Um, so come take a look at that. It's our first. Well, so thing. in reality, as we, as Michelle and I do with checking out the neighborhood, um, 
you know, verbally introducing people to what's going on, you as the arts and what? Arts and culture. Arts and car- arts. I can't say that. Arts and culture arts. coordinator. You put on art shows throughout the town and come into Prescott Valley Public Library because there's art shows along our walls and you are going to like maintain those and pick those and do those. Absolutely, and there's different themes. So we're actually, right now I'm gearing up for not just this switchover that I was just talking about with this new photographer, but also the uh, every year we do a fine artist showcase and that is going to be for the month of October. And that is um, a call out to local artists of different varieties, not photography, because we actually have a specific photography show later um, the beginning of the year. And so this fine arts fest or, um, Fine Arts Showcase is actually a juried show. So different artists will submit their artwork and then the Arts and Culture Commission will actually hand select which pieces they want to be in the show. So it's actually quite an honor to be in the show. There's prizes um, and awards that will be given at the reception. So it's really um, a bigger, kind of a more focused of the fine arts for the different shows. So when you were with young adults, sorry, Michelle. Um, yeah. When you, were, when you were with young adults, you did that for young adults. You had a small wall and they did their artwork. So now you have stepped off the cliff and are doing it for the town. Well, what's really neat is I don't feel like I'm in uncharted territory because I my teen artist showcase at the library was inspired by the art show here at the library. I thought, oh, what would be cool? What a cool thing would be to set up a show like this that's professionally presented, um, that's really accessible, and that is just a really great way for teens to be able to showcase their art. It's there's something special about seeing your artwork framed on the wall. Um, you know, it just really brings a sense of of um, accomplishment and confidence, and it really um, can change the artwork itself even I think getting a frame and on the wall so I was inspired by the art show here at the library and so it's kind of like returning to the source of sorts you know like figuring out like well how do they run the show here and 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 even starting to explore the freedom of now that it's sort of my program that I'm facilitating how do I tweak it and change it to be well I don't need to change much but you know how do I make it work for the for my perspective of the community and really look at how we can pull in new artists and um, I'm actually really, really excited. It's been really uh, a cool way to explore the art community outside of the teen department. So. Well, you know, I'm an art country bumpkin. I draw stick art or turkey art, as I used to call it when I was teaching. You know, put your hand on a piece of paper and draw your hand around it. That's all my art ability, but that's not yours. You you come from an artistic family and you are ex- you ooze artistic stuff. So. That's actually my next question. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and ask this question. So um, I know you've only been in sp- this position for, you know, really just a few days, but you have an arts background and, and can you share your arts background and how that's going to really complement this new position, um, the jobs and tasks and things of the, the new position? Absolutely. So uh, like Deborah mentioned, I do come from a very creative family, um, a lot of really talented drawers, um, seamstresses, um, uh, just handworking sort of fine arts that way, but also um, my dad was an upholsterer. So like the fine art of, of fabric and, and it's always been around me, the textiles and the, um, you know, oh, we could make that, you know, like that sort of DIY energy. Um, that's always been in my family and, and in my surroundings. And then um, 
I always wanted to be a middle school art teacher. That was really like, when I was in middle school, it just really struck me that that's what I, that's what I wanted to work with that age group. I wanted to be a teacher within the art classroom. Um, and when I went to school, I did, I got my art degree um, just shy of a teaching degree because I learned I didn't want to teach in a traditional classroom. It just wasn't me. Um, but I did finish my drawing, painting, and printmaking degree um, with an emphasis in printmaking. And that's definitely one of my, my treasured um, ven or, uh, mediums. I just love printmaking and any sort of paper-based art form, uh, making paper, different things, book binding, all that stuff. So that seems to flow into the library world really easily. Um, but I, I like to dabble in lots of different art forms. When people ask me, you know, what do you do? It, well, depends on the day. Um, so I really like to pull that into my, um, my art, the, the being able to do a little bit of everything and really facilitating group art, facilitating classrooms of beginners, intermediate, advanced artists. I love pulling art communities together and, and facilitating space for people to be creative. That's really, that's really where my heart is. And so community education, art education is really, um, I'm seeing a lot of, I saw, I know that we're going to talk a little bit more about some art classes and uh, I'm excited to see what else we're going to open up in the department. So, All right, Deborah, are we headed off to a break? You know, why don't we take a couple of minutes here and we'll come back and talk more with Colleen um, and find out a little bit more about what's in the future for her. And we will then share some final thoughts and then you'll have to come into the library and see the artwork. So yes, let's take a break. Want to find out what's happening at Prescott Valley Public Library? Go to our website, pvlib.net. Let me say that again, pvlib.net. Click on Attend, and you will see classes and programs. Or you can click on Discovery, then Adults. There are great things to be discovered. Again, check us out at pvlib.net. Thank you. Welcome back. We've been talking with Colleen Bornschlegel about her new position as the Arts and Culture Coordinator for the Town of Prescott Valley. Michelle. All right, Colleen. In the past, you've taught many art classes here at the library, including printmaking, coloring, and painting, to name a few. Do you have any plans to continue teaching art classes for the town? And if so, do you have any ideas that you can share? Yes, I'm very excited to add some art classes to the town. Um, we do have already some jewelry making, and I know there's a popular card making class, but I'm looking at doing some series of art classes. So I want to look at doing a sewing series, both for beginners and for more intermediate and advanced uh, people who maybe have the know-how, have the materials, but don't have the tools. So we would have sewing machines available in like kind of an open studio space, and then beginner sewing classes for people who just want to learn the basics. And so I'm really, really excited about that. And I'd like to have that be kind of a teen and adult course. I don't think we need to necessarily have that be a separate thing. 
Um, so can, I'm really can I say thank you for not separating old people, adults, young people? Mm -hmm. I just love that that mash of of life. That so mash of generational. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Well, and I and we already get that a lot in the teen department. You know, working with twelve to eighteen year olds. You know, that twelve to fourteen is very different than the sixteen to eighteen. I mean, there's a big range within that, and I think that there's a lot of value like you're saying, and having the kind of a blend of, of ages. So along with the sewing class series, um, I'm really excited to bring back a coloring class. And because that was something that was really popular. And I know I really cherish that time to just sit down with the community and um, work on sort of passively work on the creative project, but it's very approachable. And so I'm really excited to bring that back. Um, I'm also looking at doing a uh, paper making printing book binding series. And that was something that we sort of played around with a couple years ago when I was teaching some art classes, but it was such a quick, quick and fast class that I think um, a lot more can be done with that. And so I'm really looking forward to that sort of whole process of the making paper, printing on the paper and then binding the paper and having that be a whole month sequence. Well, Michelle, um, don't you think it's kind of cool how Colleen um, I, I worked in art galleries years ago, and it was great to have an art gallery coordinator come in and uh, put up the show, and it was, you know, really neat how they would pick the artwork and how it went together and their vision and eye levels and all of that type of stuff. But what I think is awesome about you is not only can you do that, but you also make the art. So it's kind of this um, insider view of, of the art as well. So it's not just, oh, I'm going to be putting up artwork. I'm going to be putting up artwork and I'm going to be having art classes and I'm going to be having paper making classes. So I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. That's, that's exciting. Well, bringing the, you know, I think arts and crafts as a thing, and then fine arts as a thing. I think there's this, this cultural separation between the two. And I feel like more credit should be given to the arts and craft sort of realm of creativity. Cause I think for one thing, that's it's more accessible to a wider range of people. Um, it's less intimidating. It's um, a little bit less serious, I think, at times. And of course, these are big generalizations. You have fine art that's fun and casual and all these things. But I think that there's a cultural conversation about arts and crafts opposed to fine arts. And I'm really looking at not necessarily blending the two, but bringing more attention to arts and culture as a creative outlet for anyone. Um, I think Very approachable that way. Absolutely, because I mean, the, the whole, you know, I can't even draw a stick figure quote. I mean, my stick figures are terrible and I'm an artist. So I just feel like it doesn't matter how good or bad it looks. It's, are you enjoying yourself? Are you creating something that is worthwhile? Are you, are you, are you building up your own sort of skills and, and connections? And are you seeing, you know, are you releasing emotions? You know, I mean, there's so many different ways that art can heal and art can add to your life it doesn't have to be oh this is a beautiful picture it can be a total mess <laughs> and really therapeutic and then you throw it out and okay like that was the purpose of that art so i think that they're i'm really looking at breaking down some of the barriers when it comes to art and creativity i believe everyone is an artist not everyone is a sculptor not everyone is a painter but everyone is creative and everyone has the ability to create something and I love the classes also create community. And I know that's something that we have 
really um, not focused on, but I think it, it was um, a, a fantastic like uh, result of the classes that you offered is that this community, you know, they became friends in this mm -hmm. class. And I just, I feel those connections are so important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Do I know that this is just the third day? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I might be asking this question and you're not sure, but um, it sounds like the town of Prescott Valley is very proactive in bringing arts and culture into our community. Do you know of any kind of vision that they have asked of you or do you know of anything? Yeah, so I know that we already, like for instance, um, this weekend is our opening night for Music on the Green and it's um, a free live music concert series that is uh, the 31st is the first one and it's a band called Famous in Denmark. And then we have a whole series every Saturday for the through the month of August. And so that has been something that they've done several years, but we're looking at bringing in more diverse music because you know this is kind of a bluegrassy, kind of a folksy themed, you know, music on the green, but we really want to look at, you know, what other kind of different types of music and diversity can we bring into, um, into town as performers. Um, some of you may, walking around on the Civic Center campus, may come across a, some sculptures here and there. Um, turns out there's way more than I even realized, um, and the previous person in my position, um, Isabella Tuning, she had done and a lot of work towards um, creating QR codes for each one of these sculptures. And so that is still in process. Um, so you won't find one, a QR code at every single art piece that's on campus, but we're working towards that. And it's a really great way to facilitate your own art walk. What does that mean? So a QR code um, is sort of a, how do you describe it? It's one of those block codes that you can scan and it will take you directly oh, those to black and white page. designs okay mm -hmm. so it's a unique qr code that will connect you with the website that gives you all the information about that particular sculpture it's really a cool program and um, it will allow um, us to be able to do more focused art walks just here um, in town so people can be more uh, familiar and connected with some of the local artists. We have some really incredible sculptures that have been here for years and um, and I know a lot of people ask in passing but they don't necessarily know how to access the information so now each of these sculptures have have access to the details of the sculptor, um, how that item was curated into the collection, um, all these different things about it and so from that, I'm I'm excited to um, organize focused art walks. Um, I mean, that hasn't I don't know the details on it yet or timeline, but that's kind of a future goal is to look at ways to um, invite people here and see what our collection is and and do bring in the community like you're mentioning too, like having these opportunities for people to meet new people and um, meet new people who also appreciate the arts. I think it's exciting that. You know, the town of Prescott Valley does that. I hope they expand that around town, you know, bring in more artwork, uh, you know, within the community itself. Um, that would be awesome, town of that Prescott Valley. Awesome. Um, Colleen, you talked a little bit about the Teen Artist Showcase um, previously, and I just I just want our, our listeners to, to understand a little bit more about this program and um, just the value that um, that I see. And maybe you can share a little bit more about that. Yeah, so the Teen Artist Showcase is, um, 
it's very special to me and because it was my first program that I was able to create in the teen department um, sort of solo. It was something that was very, uh, the art in general I was passionate about and and to be able to watch it grow over the last three years has been really, really cool. It's become a very popular program in our teen department and it has become sustainable where on a monthly basis, I put up a new art show um, and I have not had to put out a call to artists in two years because I have such a regular influx of, of artwork from our different um, teen artists that I just I just dropped into a folder and when it's time to switch the show out I I have my artwork already so um, with my switch over to the parks and rec department I am hoping to continue to have my hands in the teen artist showcase and we will just have to see if that pat maybe that program might have to stay at the library and continue in the teen department but um, Teens can bring in their artwork um, either in person or they can email their artwork to pvplteens at gmail.com and we'll print it and frame it and um, you can put a price tag on it if you're interested in trying to sell your artwork and um, or if you just want to display that's also an option. I like to give people also an option to be an anonymous artist because not everyone necessarily wants to put their name up, but they'd like to display their art. So I, I feel like in the teen department, that's a great way to make it more accessible for more people because there have been teens where they've I've slowly had to coax them to go ahead and turn in their artwork and seeing other teens put their artwork up on the wall can really encourage some of the shyer, quieter teens to also participate. And so that's been a really cool way to see the community support community. And awesome. there's also another showcase in the library as well that I think you helped. Oh, yes. So um, a new tween librarian, Ruby, was inspired by the Teen Artist Showcase, and she started a junior artist showcase. So if any of you listeners have youngins who are artistic, creative, um, she has been getting some really great projects and really great art and she has her own little show up in the well, not even little it's just a big ball just as big as mine in the team department um and the, the uh oh. oh do you hear that i love that as we said michelle is at home for reasons and we're recording zoom and we are listening to is that layla or is that rennie it's probably all of them so if any of you guys have dogs, they always bark at the wrong moment. Um, and that's okay, because I just love hearing their sounds. So um, we're just going to continue to roll with our conversation and tell them thank you very much for joining in. Hey, yeah, so Junior, junior Artist Showcase is also available for young, young artists. Uh, same, you can turn in your artwork in person or you can email that. I don't know which email to accept, I would say probably whatever Ruby's email is, but uh, we can get that information to you if you're interested. They could certainly call. Yeah. And it's on the web, it's on her website. Absolutely, mm -hmm. yeah, on the website as well. So that was, um, I don't know, a personal confidence booster to know that my program that inspires me also inspires other people, not just the participants, but for other communities to create the same program. In fact, Ruby and I are presenting um, at a, a, a library conference in November, um, this program, the Teen Artist Showcase, and I'm really excited to share it with other libraries and librarians so that um, more art shows can pop up all over. That's so awesome. Well, I, um, Michelle, you got any more questions? I don't, I don't. Um, well, 
I am so excited after interviewing you after three days, even though, you know, you and I've known each other for a while. And um, sadly, I won't have my seamstress. She is like just amazing. She's been amazing. I know she says she's just over there. Um, but I would love to maybe bring you back to checking out the neighborhood just to hear your progress and just and to hear more about programs and things like that. Yes, I'd love that. It's been fantastic fun chatting with you. Also, don't forget to check out Arts and Culture's Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Is it just a town of Prescott Valley Arts and Culture Facebook page? How does that? I don't think I've learned that yet. So oh, I don't know. But go ahead and do a search and see how it pops up. I know there's definitely some changes and things, some reorganization as well. So we're just looking well, at great. Looking at that. Well, um, any final thoughts? Um, no, just thank you for having me. And uh, I, just, I, I find myself getting all excited about these programs that were were getting moved along. So and I'm so excited too. Yeah. Do, do Layla and Remy have any final thoughts over there? Nope, I think they're good. They love listening to Colleen. Okay, all right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Episode 11, uh, who is Colleen Bornschlegel? Woohoo! Our new art and culture coordinator. Um, if you haven't listened to any of the previous podcasts, we've had some great, we've had a roller derby queen. We've had a tattoo artist. We've had, um, gosh, an astro a, a astronomer, like boop, boop, we have had so many interesting guests and people. Please listen to the previous podcasts and look forward to the next. Thank you again. Prescott Bye. Valley Public Library hopes you enjoy. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for joining Prescott Valley Public Library's new podcast series, Checking Out the Neighborhood. Make sure you listen to next month's episode where Michelle and Deborah will introduce you to another great neighbor. You will not want to miss our conversation. Remember to listen and then share our podcast with your friends, family, and of course, neighbors. Have a great day.